Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 110 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys? Good. Not bad. Does 110 sound better to you, Damon, than like 105 did or whatever it was, 104? I guess. Does it feel more even? Like I, I feel more even. I mean, I, I, I guess so. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that I look back at the episodes and that the wait lists are not tagged as episodes. As so episodes, yeah, that's true. That, that really hurts me in, in general. We got to keep them separate from the general population of episodes. You know, with the except, <laughs> exception, I think, of the wait list we did over Christmas, I think I tagged that as a regular episode, didn't I? I don't, I don't remember. remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was only a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I probably could just look, but, you know, I, I thought I did it as, like, episode whatever it was. I can know. tell you what's funny is is that I was still thinking about the question of the old rides park, and I was, like, all excited to talk about it today. And then I was like, why didn't Tom put it on there? And then I was like... Last week. <laughs> I know, but I forgot. I totally just forgot. And I was like, I was all excited to talk about it. you're still thinking like, about it. Yeah, it's in my I mean, head. If you have additions to it... You can I don't. Those, I think I was yeah. just going to regurgitate the same exact thing I said, so... <laughs> it, you know, once I, I looked and it wasn't on there, and then I went back, I had to go into the group again and go back to the questions and make sure it was episode 109, and then it, like, that's all kind funny. of flooded back to me, so it was okay. That's that's really funny. <laughs> So, Damon, you wanted to talk about your cookies you made? I did. Well, first of all, I thought I would get more likes. There was an ongoing thread in the house about how many likes my picture of my cookies would get. And I was a little bit underwhelmed. The, the, the over under was 15 and it, I thought it would be over and it was 12 and I was sad. But yeah, so I made (laughs) my, my, so if you're hearing this, go, go into the group and like this cookie picture. Uh, it was, so they were interesting cookies. I've just been, you know, all about baking more recently. And and this was one that I did with my daughter because, you know, she wanted to do cupcakes again. I mean, excuse me, she wanted to do a contest again and get into cupcakes. And I was like, how about we just make cookies together? I was just feeling like there was no good desserts in the house. So ended up doing them. So it's a graham, it's a s'mores cookie. It's a graham cracker cookie. Um, The cookie's actually kind of light. It's, you know, a regular, what you would consider like chocolate chip cookie dough, you know, it's a regular drop cookie, pretty much, with half a cup of graham cracker in it, which keeps it a little bit lighter. And then marshmallows. And the problem with the marshmallows is they're supposed to be regular-sized marshmallows, and then you could cut them in half, and I think they would have laid out a little bit nicer. But I didn't have them, so I had to go with the minis, which was a little bit harder to make look nice. So they definitely did not look as nice as I would have liked. And then a Hershey's Kiss on top, which I don't like. I, I was trying to talk my daughter into something like an like maybe one or two M&Ms rather than a a Hershey's Kiss. I think it overwhelms it a little bit. But I'm going to tell you, the cookies were really good. Like the actual graham cracker cookies were really good. Definitely s'mored itself up. But they're a eat out of the oven or a microwave after because the the marshmallow just, you know, gets a little too thick. So I had one this morning and I was like, ooh, I probably should have thrown this in the microwave. It would have been better. But it it worked out well and it was fun. Like Like I said, I'm kind of doing a little bit more baking. I don't I don't cook cook again because I'm colorblind and it's difficult to cook meat personally. 
Um, I always think everything I cook meat-wise is not cooked well enough, and I don't eat beef, so it's not like, you know, you don't ever want undercooked pork or chicken or anything like that, so I'm always, like, worried, so I just, I can't do it. I just, I, I don't bother cooking. I guess I could probably do some vegetable stuff, which maybe I should do, but I don't know. I like baking, so expect to see more baking, but that was, uh, it was a good recipe. It was enjoyable. It was super easy, too. I think I was done in, like, 30 minutes. I love a good s'more cookie. Yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> Maybe mini kisses, like, you know what I mean? And it's, the chocolate was, again, a little bit overwhelming. And look, I'm a huge Hershey's guy, especially because of the park. But Hershey's chocolate is not – it's average at best, right? You, you can't it, eat a lot of it on its own. Exactly. And then when it's overwhelming a cookie in general that is also very well done, it just – it was a little much. But, yeah, I would have liked a smaller, better chocolate for it. I was going to say, could you not have used, like – um, like taken a bar and broken up. I, the... I could have used a lot of things had I had them. Right. Fair. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking that too, Trevor. Had. Just like a couple pieces. <laughs> yeah, like a couple uh, blocks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just yes. take a bar and yeah, break it up and then put yeah. the smaller pieces on. And again, we had stuff like that. My wife got a gift basket that had stuff like that, but that was long gone at that point. So. That's the unfortunate right. part, but it was it was definitely good. They looked good. They looked yeah. good. I, I I also I like the uh, speaking of Hershey Kisses and cookies. I like the peanut butter ones. You know that you stick they the Hershey are, Kisses on the top. They, they oh, again, I feel like that chocolate overwhelms it a little bit. I enjoy them. My aunt always used to make them growing up, and I would always be like, those would be the last cookies. But sometimes, like I would just flip off the Hershey's Kiss and eat the cookie. What? Yeah. <laughs> See, I feel like the Hershey Kiss kind of like uh, it, it helps the peanut butter. You know, it does, like but. They're still like, complimentary. Like complimentary. Trevor said, the problem is it's they're just Hershey's chocolate is is not as good, so like you don't want to eat as much, and I feel like sometimes it overwhelms cookies. We could just turn this into a baking show. Welcome home <laughs> baking. Well, you know, speaking of cookies, this is this transition. Uh I, I didn't put this on the on the list today, but I don't know if you guys saw that uh Gideon's uh bakehouse, the uh, that cookie place with yeah. like the the half pound yeah. cookies or whatever mm-hmm. op- reopened yesterday and they had a twelve hour line. <laughs> That's crazy. Twelve hour lines. Would you wait twelve hours for cookie? I would not. I, would I not. love cookies, but no. I love cookies too. I, 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 we talked about this, I think, when we talked about them previously. Yeah. There's just too many chocolate chips in it. And Trevor, like I said, not your wife's cookies were extremely good, but mm-hmm. I could have done with probably three quarters of the chocolate chips. Would have been more preferable for me personally. But the no, cookie totally itself is very good. No, I I get it. No, it's you're right. Gideon's They're, is like ten times the, the chocolate chip. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone has different tolerance for yes. for chocolate chocolate chip ratio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, you're right. Gideon's looks even for me. Like I I do like a lot of chocolate chips, but. Gideon seems like it would be over the top too. <laughs> Everyone says they're great though, so I well, you know. I, I'm, I'm I mean, listen, it, would I try them? 100, percent not 12 yeah. hours. I don't even think I'd have an hour. An hour waits too much. It's it's cookies. It's too like, long. yeah, do 20 minutes is probably my max like, on that. Uh, Although I, I do believe it was a virtual queue, so I don't think anybody actually had okay. to wait in line for 12 hours. So, <laughs> but, but still, you, you're still, still committing to like yeah. you know you, you being at Disney Springs. Yeah. yeah, and and it's like, oh boy, you know, tonight at eight o'clock, I'm going to Disney Springs. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's that's a there's long a, time for the payoff. <laughs> I, I would say there's a lot of new things at Disney Springs that I'm really about. So I would say that if I ended up going post vaccine, I would consider truly doing a Disney Springs trip. I know that there's some talk about. Maybe a June trip for all of us, a quick weekend thing, at least for Tom, myself, and, and Jeremy. Um, 
I would do a Disney Springs. I don't even think I'd park it up at that point. Yeah, I I, I think there was uh, there's been some talk of a of an informal meetup of some sort. <laughs> yeah, I have to see what happens, right? So, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I'm sure that's something I could make happen as well. Uh, Trevor's a little bit harder because he's a of very course. long plane right away, and there's borders and, involved. And again, like <laughs> yeah, I think that if if I was to go and just let's say go down there, stay at a hotel, I mean DVC, right? burn a couple points, which is not a bad thing, and then just go to Disney Springs and then come home. Like, that's not a bad burn for me. Like, that's not a problem. Yeah. But if Trevor was kind of, could you come down? Trevor's going to come down and what? Go to, you know, he's still got to pay for all the park tickets. For me, it's two, ta- you know, two, four, so four gallons, of, four tanks of gas. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah, food. Same. Especially <laughs> if I'm not going to the park. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and flights are not cheap right now. <laughs> surprising. That's surprising. The yeah. they're, the comp- airlines are trying to make money again. So, yeah. Oh, the, when when I compared – so I, I did start looking at flights for October, and, yeah, it's definitely a lot more expensive than it was. So, so here's the other interesting thing. I actually think I'm out on my November trip. So I called my friends up, right? And I said, hey, you know, what, what are you thinking for next year? Because – we're in January, so we're at our 11-month window at this point, right? And and again, I'm not super rushing to go at this point. So I kind of was like, all right, if they're going to go, I'm going to go. And they're like, well, we're not going. Um, You know, they don't have that in their schedule. And I said, well, I get it because she's – I don't really like talking about people, but I, I'm going to anyway. So if her friends listen to, so that's fine, even if she doesn't listen all the time. But I'll say is that I think with the fact that she's not a masked person um i think she's got asthma and and other things for whatever she's just not a mass person so they've made the the conscious decision to say hey i'm not a mass person so i'm not gonna go i i totally get that decision i think it's a smart decision right so i think that's why we probably won't end up going either uh because it's just again like that's kind of the trip we do with them so i think i'll be out on that which may mean that i do a couple other interesting short trips but again i just don't necessarily see myself doing park trips if i'm going for short trips without uh, you know an annual pass obviously and and that totally makes sense again also looking at the cost of park tickets yeah. you know you know less days is costing you more money so of course yeah i i wish there was that that one or two other like things that you could do there and i think that's going to lead into jeremy's question maybe Okay. Let's start with questions. Let's lead right there. Right, yeah. Let's, let's get We're already it. ten and a half minutes. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. We'll go back to Meredith. Uh, this just leads into it. So, when you guys do Walt Disney World, Walt Disney World, do you ever go off property for entertainment? If so, how much time do you spend outside of Walt Disney World on a week vacation? And what's the best thing you've ever done? Please exclude Universal. I, I don't think you can exclude Universal, but all right, we're gonna for, for Jeremy. We'll exclude well, Universal, being that we've just talked about Universal yep. in the past. So, <laughs> yeah. I would say that. I have. I've done Legoland, which I thought was really cool. Um, I mean, are are we excluding um what's it called? Um Bush Gardens and sea Aquatica. World. Yeah, I was gonna I, say what about SeaWorld? Yeah. SeaWorld? Like I love SeaWorld. I, I know that like SeaWorld's had some knocks on it, right? And I would tell you that I really, really enjoyed SeaWorld the last two times I was there, like really, really enjoyed it. Uh, more so than I truly thought I would enjoy. Now, I think that one of the interesting parts about SeaWorld was for me is that when we went, it was not very packed. And that was definitely worth it. So I don't think I've ever taken a Walt Disney World trip 
and done those things. Like because we drive and we're not super duper far away. I mean, ten hour drive for me is it's not even ten, right? It's eight and a half, Tom, something like that. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm a little further further down than you are. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's I, like eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. So for an eight and a half drive, the problem is, is that I don't necessarily double up. So when I wanted to go to Lego, I think Legoland, I think I did do two days after Disney, but I don't ever do it in the middle of the vacation, number one. Like if I tag that one on at the end, but most of the time, if I go to Universal or I go to Bush Gardens or I go to SeaWorld, like when I did SeaWorld Bush Gardens, it was its own trip. Even Universal is its own trip. I rarely, man, maybe once or twice have doubled up. Outside of that, you know, again, I loved Aquatica, everyone, by the way, it was super fun. You know, you've heard my swirling down the drain story of that one um, with my wife, which is probably one of my favorite things, even more so maybe than rhubarb, to be honest with you. Like, I had a blast. Um, I think she felt far worse about that one. So I don't know if I, it's not probably her favorite story. But yeah, I, I think that outside of that, I haven't done much. I mean, it's not like I've done any of the other things that are like one-offs. So uh, something, I, I guess I'll bring this up, e even though I haven't done it personally, my parents actually um, took my brother to Kennedy Space Center. When, so um, mm. after I'd moved out, my, my parents took one last trip with my brother um, when he was still living at home. And yeah, they spent a day at Kennedy Space Center and they said that was... Uh, it it's was a cool. Nice, yeah, it, it was a I, nice, you know, like spend a day there and then. I kind of forgot we did yeah. that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we did that around the time. I think we did that around on our one of our cruises. Like we did a day early. Right. Before one of the cruises because you're a little bit closer at that point, obviously. Um, But we did that. But yeah, it wasn't, it, again, it wasn't in a Walt Disney World trip. Yeah. Um, It was fun though. It was cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I, I think I haven't, I haven't been to SeaWorld. Trevor, did you have more? I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. I was, I was just gonna say, I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, I, you know, other than all the other theme parks, I don't, honestly, I've never looked at anything else outside of the theme parks in that area. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I haven't, you know, I think the only trip I've made outside of the Disney bubble while there was, you know, to urgent care when I got super sick one time when I was there. But that's, that's not probably a fun trip the only either. What's that? <laughs> that's not a fun trip. It's it's not. No, it's really not. Uh, that's probably the only time we really ventured out. Uh, we usually, you know, just kind of stay within that Disney bubble. I mean, I went to SeaWorld when I was a kid. Like, we did the Disney SeaWorld thing when I was, like, really young. But at that you point... Pictures? What's that? Do you have pictures? I'm somewhere. I remember okay. SeaWorld. I, it's just, you know. Like you remember River Country. I know. I know. I don't, I know. I said I don't remember River Country. <laughs> I don't believe that River Country one. So, um, but no, the SeaWorld one, I, I, I know there's pictures of it somewhere, but, um, uh, you know, it's, I, I don't think I've gone since, since I was a very little kid. And at that point, you know, Disney was only, uh, I think, Oh gosh, probably two parks when I when I went there. So we only did the two parks and then went to SeaWorld and uh and, and that was probably See, it. SeaWorld is way different than what you remember. Like they oh, got sure some good is. rides yeah. too, like the Kraken. Like it was pretty cool, especially when it was virtual reality. Yeah, like, I've, I've watched virtual that, reality watched headset that. while yeah. you're on it. Yeah. Like there's some cool stuff there. I mean, it was nice. Like I said, it's it's a smaller park, but it is well done. And I did it when I had my annual passes to Bush Gardens and I got to hang out with Katie's Wolves. Like that's when that year we did it. I just haven't had those uh, passes because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to Bush Gardens either. Well, yeah, Bush Gardens are closest for me, so that's why it kind of made sense that year to do that. Plus, I I like the 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 Gaylord Palms an awful lot as an offsite hotel, which is what we usually do. We stay there if we're going to do SeaWorld, Bush Gardens y stuff. Yeah. That's where we stay, and I like that place a lot. 
Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't think we've gone anywhere really. We don't even like go and get groceries. We'll get those delivered. Like we're not. So, you know. so speaking of, why, why don't we transition this? Yeah, we're gonna go to, to Susie's question, right? Question. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. So, so go ahead. You want to read it, Trevor? I, yes. I thought this was a fun question. <laughs> yeah. So, so Susie says uh, she's an international visitor from Great Britain, and she says we find everything go- going to. Uh, or hold on, we find entertainment going to Walmart and Target and browsing grocery stores and trying new things. The size of American ice cream tubs and multi-packs blows our minds. What uniquely American things would you recommend international guests try on their next trip? So I'll let you guys weigh in on this because I'm an international guest as well. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but see, like, this is hard because I don't, we've talked about this before. Like, I don't know what's different. Like, in my, I well, forget that's about all food. I know. But forget right. about food for a second. I can tell you exactly what's different. You want to try something American? Go to one of the gun ranges. <laughs> I mean, that's that's definitely something that's American that most international travelers are not going to be able to do in their home countries. Honestly. I, I mean, that, that is something that you could definitely do that would be uniquely american <laughs> that's I'm, for sure i was thinking more like you know like Gatorland, <laughs> like the gator that gator place that's not far from there but i mean is that american person it feels, I mean, kind, it feels kind of like an american thing to do that's definitely a, a floridian thing yeah <laughs> well florida's in america yeah yeah i mean i mean i mean it's, it's zeroing of, in on the area yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know see like for i for me i'm just like i you know this is all i'm used to so even even her talking about the size of things like i don't um, know anything different so you know yeah, I, I would i would think maybe i mean food wise i mean you're talking about restaurant food wise see that's the thing like Shopping in general is fun. Like Walmart and Target shopping for American people is fun. Like browsing and stuff is is always fun for us. I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I think the only thing I can think of that's uniquely American, is, especially that's in Florida, that you could go do is is shooting ranges. Um, I don't know. I mean, Apparently I guess snow tubing. <laughs> yeah, snow tubing. That's not American though. That's not necessarily American, but yeah. I don't know, Tre- Trevor. What do you find weird when you come to America? Like, what's what's because you're already in Disney, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like, a lot of the things I would say, food wise, like, all right, well, go get barbecue, right? I feel like that's an American thing, but you can do that inside of the Disney bubble. That's true. I guess one thing that stands out to me, or so I haven't been to them yet, but um, the outlet malls, so hmm. um, or a lot of the outlet hmm. stores. Like, I know it's yeah. kind of the the same as the the you know the Target shopping, but it's kind of that next. No, it's level. different. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It is different, and I can tell you that that is one of the big things that we do while we're in Hilton Head all the time. The Hilton Head outlets are far better than anything except the ones over the border in Pennsylvania, right, Tom? Those were the best. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Man, yeah. <laughs> I used to find so many good things there, like unreal deals in, in that outlet. Um, yep. But other than that, the ones in Hilton Head are really good. I've never been to the Florida ones, but again, like we have outlets by us, like probably between me and tom right we've, we've done yeah there's well you know there's outlet stores in charlotte and then there's there's yeah. one in uh there's one in uh daytona that we went to too okay it's a pretty large outlet you know place but i didn't think of that as uniquely american that's interesting we don't have them here but i don't think they I have should... the, and i think for like great britain i don't think they have the space for stuff like that yeah yeah i, I shouldn't say we space. we don't i think there's one like like two hours away from me, but it's like the only one in the entire well, metropolitan area. And, and it's, it's a dying <laughs> thing anyway, because yeah. it's like, it's like the mall. So interesting side note, um, Tom, I don't know if you knew this. So there's a mall that's in Cary, North Carolina. Um, I know where that is. It's by an aquatic center. You know where Cary is? 
No. Oh, Carrie. Oh, I, I yeah. thought you said Carrie, like K R R Y. Carrie. No, no. Okay. And Carrie. Got it. Got it. Uh, there's a mall out there called, I don't even remember, the Carrie Triangle Mall, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Uh, and, you know, that's an American thing. So what happened was, is that it's been empty for a fair amount of time now, and Epic Games just bought it. So, and the reason I know this is because we're over there, there's an aquatic center right next to it for swimming, and now you cannot park in the, you know, air quote mall parking lot. So they had to, the aquatic center had to build a bigger parking lot because Epic is going in there. And like, that's such an American thing is like a mall. So Epic buying it probably for pennies on the dollar and then turning it into office buildings is going to be so cool. Like it's, it's going to be neat. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh man. I'm trying to think of what else there could be. That's a hard right, well, question. We're going to move it on anyway yeah. in 20 minutes. So yeah, let's see. Yeah. All right, Meredith, we are planning our first trip for mid-April 2021, just about 90 days from now. Our son will turn six. We normally go two to three times a year since he was 17 months old. Well, that's nice. Anyway, I'm trying to think of a fun add on our surprise for him. He loves the normal lightsabers, so we want to hold off on the super expensive ones. I already have two droids, no dessert parties, pirate makeovers. Trying to think would be a fun surprise. Of course, his being there is plenty, but his fifth birthday was canceled due to COVID. We have canceled three trips. Blah, da, da, da. We will be staying at Polly and Riviera split stay. He wants to, to be in his favorite park for his birthday, Epcot. I'm thinking about a fun place to try for a meal. How do you kids like beer garden? I don't. I don't think. Uh, not, not for kids. Is the, that's my thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, not for kids. For that d- one. Depends All on right. your kid. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't take my kid there. Just go to but. Space 220. <laughs> <laughs> if it's open again. Yeah. I, I wouldn't bank on that. I, so I'm going to say like. Add-on-wise, I don't know if there's a lot of add-on-wise stuff happening, so that makes it a little bit more difficult, I think, in general. I would say what I might do is an around-the-world birthday. I don't know what that consists of in my head just yet. I know it consists of a dessert at every single country, though. I know that for certain, right? Like, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I, I don't know if a six-year-old could handle that, though. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to have full-on dessert, right? See, that's the thing. So it's going to be a little bit of like, all right, try this. Okay, and then parents eat the rest. You know, okay, yeah. try this. Okay, then parents eat the rest. And every time you go, you tell them it's their birthday and you're trying to eat desserts around the world. I, I could get on that. It seems a little different. You're going to be able to at least say that it's his birthday an awful lot. And I think that would be kind of neat and that would be something i think that would be a little bit different yeah you know you remember that time we ate a dessert from every country in epcot like that's kind of cool that would be my thought because i don't think there's much else like that you can do out there that's extra right now yeah i mean i i the only thing i can think of here as far as like an, an extra thing is uh you know getting wherever you do decide to do dinner is getting a cake delivered like a custom cake that's something you can do. We we did that on our last trip for my stepmother's birthday, and it was like she was she flipped out. I mean, and I'll tell you this too. We we gave I gave very basic instructions to them about like they were like you know what kind of color do you want like what kind of theme do you want and I I kind of just told them that and then I didn't see the cake until we got it and they did like a ridiculous over the top job. But you can also for like a six year old you can get a cake that's shaped like Mickey. Like they have those really cool like dome cakes that have like full on ears on them and stuff like that. I think That'd that would be a cool, cool surprise. Mm-hmm. The thing is, what do you do with a cake? Like, I guess how big was your cake? Did you have to take some well, of it back? Yeah. So this one, we, it was, I purposely did it at a restaurant that was inside our hotel already. Cause I knew we would be bringing cake back, but they, you can get smaller cakes that you can okay. just finish there. Like it, they have different size cakes. That sounds like a good idea. I don't know. I yeah. think that I, I, I would rather try a dessert 
or everywhere and be sick at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against that idea too. I like that too. No, I'm I think just saying too, like surprise too, factor, you know. I think that's a good thing though cuz I didn't necessarily know about a cake either. Who did you have to actually call the restaurant or was there like Yeah, so each it, getting custom cakes is a little bit I don't want to say it's a challenge, but like there's a there's like a cake I don't want it's not a cake hotline, but each place, each cake restaurant hot. has a phone number that you call for custom cakes. So okay. uh and and you can find that if you just like Google it, if you just Google Disney World custom cakes, th- there are some uh websites that have the phone numbers that you need to call and uh they uh I forget there's if you Google Disney custom cakes, someone will sh- there's a web page that has like all the like a menu of the kind of different cakes that they have. And then, uh, you, you can call, interested. you call the actual restaurant. Uh, well, you don't call the actual restaurant. There's, like I said, there's a cake hotline. It depends on different restaurants at different places have different phone numbers because they make the cakes in central locations and bring them places so oh so this is so this is interesting so honestly if you just do what tom said and just google yep. disney custom cakes it's actually right on the walt disney world website yep, there is yep. and there's the list of the participating restaurants because obviously not all of them are on there and it seems like the process is not all that bad right so you have your flavors again th- there these are definitely limited so that that's the only downside so you have at this point, it looks like you only have the Mickey Mouse celebration cakes in the shape of Mickey Mouse. This is what I'm looking at now as their kind of their options. And it's either chocolate or white chocolate as the flavors. And you can have a message on it. One cake, one cake, one, one cake feeds four to six guests, $35 per cake at the current, uh, January 17th, 2021. And it looks okay, but I don't think there's a lot of. It doesn't look well, like there's a lot of options, Tom. Well, this is like- just this one. They they do have there's other custom cakes that you can get to. They you just have to let me I'll see if I can find the website, but there's there's a website that has like all the information on it. There's a cake ordering hotline. Oh yeah, Disney Food Blog has it. So if if you go on there, it uh there's a you can get custom cakes still made too, like that are not just that one Mickey one. So there's a whole bunch of different kinds that you can get. You but can it, get just it, like it looks like though that you have to order them from Amaretts, right? And that's a, that's an option, but they can also do it from their bakeries too. So, like okay. the the link I just I I, I sent it. To I you saw guys, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like so you can do you can do kind of pretty much anything you want. So you can order custom cakes from from uh, Amaretts, but also you can do uh, other places too. So it, it there's the the regular Disney cake place, and then there's the Amaretts place too. So I'm gonna be honest with you though, Tom. They don't yeah. look very. Um, appealing <laughs> what do you mean they don't look appealing <laughs> exactly, exactly what i said i'm looking there's at only, them there's now. like two pictures on here <laughs> one two three four five six i see six pictures yeah i mean it's it, it just depends on the the cake that you get the the one that you the one that's on the top of the page is an emirates cake that's that's a i'm not looking at that page anymore i'm on the the cake photos page Oh, okay. Oh, I'm, and it says I'm, some of the deluxe re- deluxe resort bakeries can turn out do. more stuff. I see what you're saying. So you got to eat. Wow, this is like on a the lot place. of cake effort here. Yeah, it's it can be a little bit of effort, honestly. But you know, I got a custom cake. I and I mean, there's a lot of options though too. You can get you know different mousses. You can get different kinds of cake. I mean, but I think this is only if. So this is only if you're having it at resort. Depends. restaurants yeah usually it's at resort restaurants but yeah. if they're going to be in epcot they could always pop over to you know one of the restaurants it says uh, you can you know, order a cake well, for pickup at boardwalk bakery too oh yeah you could do that too yeah yeah and, ah, and she said she said they're doing a split stay between Polly and the riviera so yeah, yeah, even, yeah you know they could plan for you know one 
depending on where they're staying. Um, one other quick thing to mention with the poly is, um, so I believe they're still running it, but you, so Ohana has an in room dinner service. So basically you get like the menu from Ohana delivered to your room. Um, that might be something worth looking into as to like, have like a special, you know, meal. And, and, you know, for, for kids, you know, having, having stuff to, I know for my son, like we did room service once and that kind of blew his mind. <laughs> so, but, cause, cause <laughs> you don't you know, normally get that. Right. So, sure. so yeah, you know, that, that might be something else to look at. I, I will well. say too, as far as like cool restaurants at Epcot and I've actually never eaten here, but I've always wanted to. And I, I'm not sure if it's reopened yet. I, I don't know off the top of my head. But, you know, if, if the kid is into, like, uh, the seas with Nemo and friends, go to Coral Reef and, and sit there and eat with fish, on you know, behind you, you know, yeah. where you can get a table right next to the aquarium. I mean, that I feel like would be very cool for a kid. Uh, All right. We're, we're going to, fellas, we are already 30 minutes in. All right. Yeah, we, we, we need to This we is from Chris. Yep. You need to do which an ad. Pay- <laughs> well, let's get these two knocked out, and then we're going to add. Chris, which pay event would you like to come back first? For me, it's after hours events, over the parties, or early access. I, I just think that could be, I don't know. I, none. It doesn't matter for me. I want <laughs> dessert parties only because that means fireworks come back. Okay. There yeah, we go. Yeah, I like a good dessert party. Bring back dessert parties. All right. Francisco, if DVC offered you a 10-year extension on your contract, would you take it? What resort would you... Add it to if you already own. What's the magic number for you to say yes, price point wise? I, I mean, I would say yes. I would say anything price point wise under what I could get other stuff for, right? And then what resort I'd probably, I mean, obviously you're going to be offered 10 year extension. I only have Saratoga, so I would take it to Saratoga. But yeah, I mean, I would definitely do a 10 year extension for me. I think that would make sense. And again, it just would have to be under. I think it's probably got to be under resale of something else price point. You kind of know what I mean, like. Yeah, I, that's what I think. I guess I think in, in my mind, if it's if we're talking ten years and the full contract is fifty years, you know, I would want you know whatever uh, one fifth of current price. Exactly, I would want whatever yeah. the one one fifth of the current price is. I that's could what I, I could be on board think. with that. Yeah, yep, that's exactly because I don't need another fifty, right? Uh, uh, I'm not going to last that long no. in Disney, but I yeah, could take exactly. another ten. <laughs> exactly. So. Go ahead, Trevor. No, I I don't have anything else to add to that. That's uh, I'm kind of in the, on the same page. It has to, it has to be reasonable. <laughs> yep. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Add up, my friend. Uh, DVC Resale Market, uh, a world of DVC company, is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market with over 90% of listings selling within 30 days. In 2020, DVC Resale Market has helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to DVCResaleMarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 382-7767. Please let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Again, that's DVCResaleMarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. All right. Cool. Uh, All right. So... So, I think the next thing we had on here was DVC launches 30th anniversary uh, merch. I was looking at it. Okay, so I, I'm going to admit a, a stupid moment for me. I don't know if you guys have pulled this up and looked at it. So mm-hmm. I showed I showed this to my wife yesterday. I didn't look well, yet. Is there anything good? 
Yeah, I, I like it. I like the logo. I think it's a cool logo. But when Ooh. I looked at it, I just saw 30. I did not see that it's Mickey the, as well. <laughs> oh, I, I did. They, I cut off Mickey it. Mouse ears. <laughs> yeah, I swear to you, I didn't see it at all. And my wife goes, oh, that's cool how they put Mickey Mouse in there. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, wait, it is Mickey, too. That's clever. Um, no, I like it. I think it, it's cool. I mean, nothing special. but That's what I'm saying. Like, It's cool and clever, but I'm kind of just like, eh, okay. I like the like, logo. Am I rocking that shirt? I don't think so. You, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I, I feel bad, or I, sh- I mean, I don't, I feel bad in that, you know, this year, you know, being their 30 year, it's really bad timing. Like both the 30 year for DVC and the 50 year for, for, uh, yeah. Disney World. It's like worst timing possible. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I'm just not, I'm not feeling it right now. Like it, it, I think if this had come out like a year earlier or a year later, I would be a lot more excited about it, but right now I'm like, you know, kind of like you, Dan. I'm just looking at it going, eh, you know, it's cool, it's but just okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be like running out to get one of these. Well, you know what it is? I don't see myself in it. You know, like like I yeah. see a shirt and I picture myself in it, and I go, ah. Eh. If I was there and I saw one of these, I would probably pick it up. I'm not yep, going to go out of my way you. to buy. Yes, it. Yeah. exactly, exactly. I agree. I agree. I, I I like the logo on it. Like you said, I'm not going to go out of my way to buy one. But if I saw one and I had my discount with me, I you know I might think about it. Yeah. All right. I just thought it was funny that I looked at it and just <laughs> in no way saw Mickey at all. Okay. Just didn't see it. And my wife said it. She's like, "Look, it's Mickey." I was like, "Oh, okay." And I it even still took me a second. Ugh, the, just terrible. <laughs> we're go. gonna learn a new term called negative space. Negative what? Yeah. Oh, negative space, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Damon wants to talk more about masks and about something secrets of sulfur springs. What do you want to talk about, Damon? Uh, let's talk about masks. So I, I got that the two masks. Um the first one was the Vita Sport. I know that one of the people on the board had the group had talked about the <clears throat> Vita masks and how they liked them. So I, I got one of the sports masks. I don't know. The sizing was a little bit weird. Like, it was definitely easy to breathe through. It's a two-layer mask and barely two layers at that. It's like a kind of stretchy material on the outside with a filter pocket that I guess is going to double as your second layer, per se, maybe. It was easy to breathe through, but it didn't fit great. I I wasn't a huge fan, and it was just, for a sports mask, it was just ear loops again, which, sport-wise, I don't think is enough. Um, they're difficult to keep on all the time. I just, I didn't love it per se. Then there was also the Zenza, which is a Z-N-S-A-H performance face mask, which has two elastic bands, which is not around the ears. They go around the head. It was actually pretty good. It just, it was pretty good. I I don't necessarily think that I still want to wear it working out. Like, it was a mask that I would say was probably more comfortable for wearing around the park per se, but I didn't find it super conducive to working out. I, I haven't found that perfect workout mask, and I know that that's what people have been asking for, but I think that the one I talked about last week is still probably one of the better masks in general. So it, it wasn't it wasn't a win on either one of these. The other thing I guess I want to talk about is that Disney Channel has a new show called Secrets of Sulphur Springs. It's going to be 11 episodes. It is a time travel thriller like it's kind of scary ish it's thriller ish it's it's not anything that you would have 
watching it, it's not what you would have expected from Disney Channel at all. So if anyone's seen Lock and Key on Netflix, it is a kid's version of that. It feels very much the same sort of feel going on. Again, they do a great job with time travel. It's also very interesting that the characters, a little bit more is explained and kind of put out there. A lot of times you're in some sort of time travel series that, you know, we can go back to Lost and you have no idea what's going on, even though it's really good. This is a little bit more of an explanation on, you know, time travel itself and kind of what some of the things you would feel like you might do if you were in the situation. It's really good. It's, you know, serialized. So we're only at episode three. It's 11 episodes. It's just a, a short series. But it's a great introduction to a little bit something, a little bit like scarier. Like I said, it's not scary, like monster scary. It's just kind of a thriller. And again, it's very lock and key, but for a younger audience, it's a good introduction for kids to kind of watch a show like that. And you know, it's Disney, so you know, you're not going to get something crazy, but it's fun. It's a fun new show. I would just say, give it a whirl. You know, I don't know what the ending's about yet, so I can't give you a full review, but it's definitely different, especially for kids that are looking for something to watch. All right. And it looks like the first episode's out now. First episode second episode and third episode. So what they did is they did a one hour premiere of episodes one and two that was on Friday night. And then the third episode is already released on Disney now. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I can, can I plug the fact that I did an interview with the younger son over BSC kids? It kind of sounds like you just did. I mean, yeah. I I didn't think anyone was going to stop me unless we had Dan on the show. So I think I'm okay. I'm safe, but I mean, I could just cut this out later. That's true too. That's true too. So if you want to hear about Landon, uh, I did an interview (laughs) with him, but it's like I said, it's a good show. It's a good show. It's definitely worth watching. My daughter really enjoys it. We watched it at night because it's one of those shows. It's definitely more fun to watch at night. Like with all the lights off kind of thing. Yes. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, and WandaVision came out this week too. I don't. Yes. Did you, either one of you, it was I really have no good. idea what that's even about because again, I'm not a Marvel follower, like comics yeah. only. So I, I was like, I looked at, it, I go, that seems like a show I would enjoy, but I have no nothing about the MU at this point, so I'm just out. You know I'm what? So like, I feel like you kind of don't for the show so far anyway because it's it's very self contained at the moment. Okay. Yeah, and, and and yeah, I'll say this is you know it it, it starts off like watching like uh, I Dream of Jeannie or Bewitched, like one of those old yeah sitcoms. Some I Love Lucy vibes in the first episode, I feel like, and Dick Van Dyke show kind of thing, right? Yeah, and, and but then the only thing that gets weird with, or it it gets weird because it's like every little bit they kind of break out of that, so it's like. There's a meta thing going on. I, I feel like you would probably enjoy it, Damon, if you approached okay. it the same way as you did Gravity Falls. Like, just yeah. self-contained. Okay. And it's super yeah. weird, but yeah. in a great way. Like, it's really well done, and, like, it, it's... I am can't wait for the next episode, and I'm already disappointed that there's only, like, nine of them. <laughs> it's like, you know, because it was really good, and yeah. it was really fun, and there's some interesting... You know, they're they're showing little glimpses of what the mystery is, but it's it's one of those mystery box kind of shows, which I, I love. So Yeah, it was really good. So I we definitely we watched both both episodes in a row and we we were we're excited for more next week. So Yeah, same here. All right. Anyway, we should probably talk about the thing that everybody's been talking about. <laughs> the, the elephant in the room. 
Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Disney's Magical Express service ending in 2022. This is announced by Disney. This is not a rumor that we picked up from a blog. This is from Disney. Uh, so starting January 1st, 2022, uh, Magical Express is going to end. Uh, the official statement. I, should I read the whole official statement from them? Because I, I think, well, at least vacationers have more options to choose uh, from than ever for transportation, including rideshare services that save time and offer more flexibility to go where they want, when they want. In light of this shift, when Disney Resort hotel bookings open for states in 2022, will no longer offer Disney's Magical Express service for airport transportation, starting with arrivals January 1st, 2022. So they're going to continue doing it for the rest of this year, but they're going to end it after next year. Uh, you know... Look, I, for Damon and I, this is, doesn't affect us in any way, shape, or form, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we drive. Not at all. Yeah. So, and, but I understand why people are upset about it. And, you know, Trevor, it's something you utilize, right? So I, I, I guess when I look at it, I, I understand why they're doing it. It probably cost them a fortune to do. I think last quarter they lost the, the parks division lost two and a half billion dollars. So they're looking for places to trim. Uh, I don't. You know, I, I've seen a lot of people and people do this all the time. They just go to like the, you know, to the, to, to 11 out of 10, you know, where it's like, it's like, okay, well, now I can't take a bus to Disney resorts anymore. Magic ruined forever. It's like taking <laughs> a bus to the resort was magical for you. I like that. Yeah. That insinuates my trip is less magical because I don't get to jump on a coach bus, but, um, but you know, I I just I don't I don't think that uh, I mean this this service is actually not even that old. It's only been around since '05. I mean, so you know, your Disney trip was magical before that, and and now there's a whole lot more options for taking trips. You're gonna have the the train starting, you know, next year at some point, and you know, a lot of people like to Uber anyway. Uh, you know, I I know a lot of people, and that's the other funny part about this to me too is that. I've heard so many people complain about Magical Express and just the three hour thing, you know, where you have to get on three hours ahead of time. And, and, you know, this is more flexible, but listen, I get it because especially for people that, you know, have kids and car seats and stuff like this, this was very, uh, you know, convenient. It was free. Now you're going to have to pay for whatever. And, and it's worth noting too, that, that mirrors the company that was operating this for Disney because Disney didn't operate this, did put out a statement that they're going to continue this service. Now, obviously it's going to become a pay service, but I mean, there's still going to be buses to Disney world. There's still going to be ways to get there. Uh, you know, I, it's just, for me, I, I'm just like, I, I get why they're canceling it. It stinks. It was one of those cool things that was free. And I think it's always hard to take away things that are free because, you know, people will get upset about it, but I get it. Yeah. And I, I guess the way I look at it is, um, you're right, is it wasn't there all the time. And, you know, traveling to California, I know what it looks like without having the Magical Express because that doesn't exist in California. And I was going to say Disneyland doesn't even have this. And exactly. No one complains about it being less magical it, there. <laughs> yeah. It, and, and honestly, it was never, it's never been a big deal because, you know, yeah, the, the, having that little bit of extra, you know, traveling from the, from the airport to the hotel and back. Sure. That, that felt, you know, it, it kind of was like bookends to the trip. But like I said, going to California, we just, booked, you know, you pay for a shuttle bus, you, you get there and and truth be told, you know, um, having the, the independent ones, I feel might actually work a little bit better right now because they care more about, you know, making a good impression on the service, not to say that Disney didn't, but the one thing the magical express really doesn't have going for it is that like the last time we got on it, it was like, Hey, you know, we're going to the Polynesian and they crowned 
people from like five different resorts onto the same bus. So, you know, if you're lucky and you were one of the first drop-offs, you got to your hotel quick, or you were, you know, taking a, you know, an unplanned tour of the property. To, <laughs> an hour and a half bus ride. <laughs> yeah, to, to get yeah. to your, your hotel, right? So, um, so I see why, you know, you know, like you said, you know, there, there's definitely reasons for and against it. And, you know, the fact that it was free was nice, but it, again, it's not going to be a deal breaker. Like, uh, you know, we, I think the last time we, we booked a shuttle, I spent something like, you know, 80 or $90 on the shuttle for, you know, to, you know, transportation to and from, uh, Disneyland. That was not my concern. Like, it was like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's, you know, if I'd chosen to rent a car or, you know, like you said, you know, you guys, um, pay for, pay for gas, you, you, you yeah. drive your cars down there, you know, you know, there, all these costs are there. It's just, you know, people got used to the idea of, you know, oh, Disney was, you know, paying the bill, even though they weren't, you know, they, they were rolling that into, you know, their, their operational costs. So you were still paying for it. It was just, it was, it was masked from what you were paying. So, so, you know, in this way, it gives you more control. You know, people don't want to have to think about it, but you know, have control to say, you know, I can go and get the best deal and I can actually save some money potentially on getting to and from the the property because, you know, you're not paying Disney's flat rate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the, and the other thing too, is I, I honestly think that part of the reason that they did this was um, they were going to do it anyway with the train coming in. I, I can't, yeah. I couldn't see them continuing to run this once the train was, was up and running, but I think they just did it early because of how everything's gone in the last year or so here that uh, it didn't, it didn't make sense for them to keep running it. And, and I think they would rather, you know, sacrifice a year saying, yeah, no magical express. And then the new magical express, because, you know, it'll now be an express train, um, is going to come up in, you know, you know, a, a year and a half or two years. And, and then, you know, we'll be back in the same boat where everyone gets used to, you know, having the train. Right. <laughs> well, it, it's, it, that's, what's funny to me. Cause I like, I saw some people, people always go over the top of this stuff, but I like, I saw somebody post uh DVC is no longer worth it now because of magical express. I'm like, for real. Fine. Like, let, let me ask a okay, question fine. about the train like, though. <laughs> so like, the train is going to drop you off at Disney Springs. Yeah. Yeah. With all your luggage or no. I don't yes. think that's all worked out yet. Like, yeah, because I'm saying, how do you get in your luggage? Then how do you get from Disney Springs to your hotel with all your luggage? So I would assume, like, I wouldn't think that it would be dropping you off at Disney Springs, like where the buses drop off for the hotels. I, I can't imagine that. Like, it doesn't make sense for them to have a train station, like, right in the middle of all that. I think it might be a little bit removed, and you'll get on a bus. Like, th so they'll still have. So there be a magical but, express. It will be a in the bubble magical. Yeah, express. but. But then the difference is, is they're not relying on mirrors to run those buses. They're actually using their own fleet mm -hmm. to, to transport That's what you people. think. Because yeah. that was my big thing. So there might be, you're saying that you're kind of looking at a special bus to mm -hmm. take people from the train to the resorts rather than them just having to haul it. Could you imagine people having to haul their stuff onto one of the regular buses at Disney Springs? Well, they, yeah, they, right. could also have a, <laughs> they could also end up having a separate uh you know baggage delivery service right i mean that's what what they were doing anyway oh so so maybe like you drop your bags off at like um a stand that's at yeah. disney springs or, i could see that too okay or like how it's set up now i mean where where you put the special luggage tag on your on your luggage and 
they grab the the luggage before it even comes out on the carousel and then it just ends up at your resort they could still do that with the train they weren't transporting that stuff uh you know by through the buses anyway right they they had a separate so, yeah so i didn't i've never used magical express so when you yeah. got on magical express your bags were going a different route altogether they Absolutely. were not getting on the bus with you no well you had the choice though you had the choice yeah because so we always took our bags we tried using the luggage delivery once and because of when we arrive, it's like in the evening, we ended up waiting like three hours to get our bags, Yeah, which, you know, we just wanted to go to bed at that point and we couldn't unpack our stuff to, you know, get ready for bed and all that. So, um, yeah, so, so they do have with the magical express is that the, they're those coach buses. And so when you, when you go to get on, they, they'll throw your luggage on there. And then when you get off at the hotel, they just unload your luggage and you go in, um, yeah, if, if you're using the actual Disney buses, like the the ones they use for park transportation, I can see where that would not be ideal because you know there's nowhere to put luggage. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that. Yeah. I, so I'm hoping again. You know, we'll, we'll have to see how this all plays out. But you know, at least getting to the property, you know that that last mile, so to speak, getting from where the train lets you off to your hotel, I feel is less of a big deal. Than you know, getting off at the airport and trying to figure out transportation and all that. Well, I also think too that people need to like to like relax for a hot second. Like, there's a year between when this is ending. Like, there's the pot. They're they're going to have a plan of some sort for this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people got to the resorts before Magical Express existed 15 years ago. You know, like people still got to the resorts from the airport. There was a way to do it. It was. It's still. You rented a car. You took a cab. You took you know a shuttle. Whatever. Well, so and- it, it, there's still there's still room here. There's you know over the next year that for Disney to come up with their own service if they want to, or have some sort of other luggage delivery service, or you know there's a whole bunch of other stuff that they could announce within the next year that could make this a little bit easier. They just announced this now, you know? So I just think everybody needs to like, you know, take a deep breath. It'll be okay. We're going to be all right. Yeah. There's a lot of options. It'll, it'll be, I don't think it ruins the Disney experience. You know, I, I just think it's, it's going to be, it's a service that's ending. It stinks. Yes. Uh, it was a free service. It was very convenient. It was nice to have, but you know, I understand this is this is what companies do when they're under financial stress, which is Disney is like, would you rather a magical express or would you rather than lay off 10,000 cast members? Like, I don't know. And, you know, there's there's also other things going on here, though, too. Mirrors, the company that runs this has is having issues like they've laid off a ton of people. They're they're having some uh, issues on their side. So maybe there's more to this than we even know about. Maybe Mirrors is having problems. You know, maybe Mirrors came back to them and said, you know, we will we'll re up with you, but it's going to cause this much more. And Disney was just like, no, <laughs> you know, it, there's a lot of things that we don't know that could be going on here. Is what I'm saying. You're right, and and, and you know, th- this is this is part of it. Is, you know, you have to look at the current climate of things. Is that you know, tourism is at an all time low. Of course, of course, you're not going to see them, you know, announcing new services and new plans and everything. It is going the other way where, yeah, they're cutting back. They're pulling back on things. You know, Disney, obviously, they they're choosing to be transparent and, you know, making sure that like they, they literally announced this a year out. Like we're in January and they're they're <laughs> saying, you know, you know, you've got a year before this goes away. So so they're mentally preparing people for it. But like you said, in a year, a lot can change. We know that. I, I think we all know that at this point. Um, so, so you know, wait and see what it looks like when when the Magical Express stops running. You know, mirrors might still be there. Mirrors might not be there at that point. We don't know that. 
but it's not like there's going to be a lack of transportation. And even before, you know, the existence of companies like mirrors, people were always finding ways to get to and from airports, you know, whether it's car rentals, you know, you take a cab. Now you've got rideshare services like Uber and Lyft. So, so it's not like you, it's not like it's impossible to get from the airport to your hotel. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, we should we should probably do another ad before we yeah. move on to the uh, yeah. We this I know this is a weird thing for us a second ad within an episode. Crazy, right? Uh but there so, but it's a new it's a it's new, new it's a new sponsor. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, it's a new sponsor. So, yeah, so we talked earlier about DVC resale market and uh you know, if you're looking for uh, uh financing options for your DVC purchase at uh DVC resale market, look no further than Monera Financial. Monera, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monera offers lending with no credit checks, often very low down payments, terms as long as 10 years, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract, go check out their quick online quote first. You may be surprised just how affordable joining DVC can be. Go to MoneraFinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. Let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Again, always important. Let them know that you heard about them from Welcome Home. Uh, especially with this new sponsor, they definitely, we want to hear for, back from them that uh, they're, they're hearing from our listeners uh, as, as, much as, uh, as much as possible. So please make sure you let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Again, that's MoneraFinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. All right. All right. Cool. All right, so what else we got here? Oh, yeah, the other thing people are mad about. (laughs) (laughs) Early theme park entry? Okay, okay. so I actually thought about this a lot. I like this. (laughs) I'm kind of down for this, and I bet Damon likes this, too, because Damon's an early person. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and listen, this is another one of those things that's like, Okay, they got rid of extra magic hours. It doesn't mean that we'll never come back again. I, I know hope it never comes back again. Well, I love this. This is great, right? I think this I is awesome. It. So basically, what they're doing now is they're going to have thirty-minute early entry to any theme park every day. So no more planning your trip around what days are extra magic hours at each different park. Every single park, every single day has 30-minute early entry for resort guests. I love it. I think it's great. But I, I do see the downside to it because what people are saying is, is that, hey, the park's opened early anyway, right? There was most of the time, sure, sure. right? So what does this actually mean? If a park opened, let's say, you know, sometimes you get Animal Kingdom like 20 minutes early, Okay. So what is this really doing then? If you kind of see what I'm saying at that I point, I get that. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I if they were to say that they're well, going to regulate a little bit better, and you know this is the half an hour, and then the regular opening is not you know 20 minutes early, right? Then it makes a lot of sense. My assumption is they won't scan those people in early. Like if they let's say yeah. they open 20 minutes early, they're not going to let anybody in early that isn't a resort guest. I'm yeah, sure. and I think if that's the case, then I think this is a good thing. I, I like it. I'm always up early. I did not like planning our trip around magic hours. You know, I'm a very regimented person in general, and and I get right planning. I do. I, I love to plan, but then there's some days you just wake up and be like, you know what? I want to go here or something changes. Like one of the big things that we went, not this, was it last time? It's been so long, right? Was that I didn't realize that on Thanksgiving, the Epcot festival, right? The holiday festival starts the day after Thanksgiving. It does not start the day of Thanksgiving, which is kind of annoying because you kind of want your turkeys. I got my turkey the next day, at, you know, the American pavilion, but 
it was something that I just wasn't prepared for. So we kind of switched things around. And with magic hours, it's just kind of a pain sometimes. Because you're beholden to these these hours that, you know, you feel like you've paid for. And this is just a better way to feel like I'm getting something without having to stick to such this rigid schedule if I want to double up somewhere that maybe I didn't plan on the day before. You want to know what's funny is that I – so I used extra magic hours in the opposite way. So, oh, yeah. A lot of people do that. Yeah. A lot of so, people. Yeah. So, so – uh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Is you know, it, it was mm-hmm. nice. You go to, to a different park because you think it won't be as packed. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that was the idea. Is you know that yep. the, the parks with extra magic hours would habitually always end up busier because you know more people get in there earlier, and then with the regular crowd on top of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we would always deliberately avoid those parks just for the sake of not having a, as much of a crowd. This, like you said, it kind of levels everything out that, that, you know, there, there's no surprises. And, and honestly, I, I agree with you in that, you know, it is easier in terms of, you know, I don't have to think as much about, well, you know, we can only go to, to, you know, Epcot on this day because, you know, if we go, if we go Tuesday or Thursday, you know, magic hours, screw that up. Like, like it, it creates a lot of mental barriers, right? Yep. So, so yeah, it's, I, I don't think this is a bad thing either. I don't think it's going to be as, great of a benefit. I'm going to look at the other way and look at, you know, probably the Toms of the world, right? Who'd like to stay a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I could see it as a downside for those people. I get it 100% sure. because not only like my friends always just, again, we travel with, we'd always be like, Hey, we're going back, right? Like it's done. And they'd be like, okay, well we're staying until 12. Now, usually what was happening a lot in the last few years is as my boys got older, they would just stay. And I'd be like, yo, I'm out, right? I'm going to go back to the, <laughs> I'm going to go back to the hotel. We take my daughter back, right? Because gosh, she's 10 now. So I want to say the last time we went, she was nine, right? Maybe. Yeah. Nine. So anyway, it was just one of those things, maybe eight, which is, you know, we'd take her back and, you know, we'd go back and that would be that. And my boys would stay with them and that was fine. They're trustworthy people, I guess. So it was okay. <laughs> I think, you know, my boys would be more upset about this. Like if, if I went and told them, I mean, you know, they're teenagers, so they're not going to care. But if they really, you know, put them to the fire and made them think about it, they'd be like, oh, it's kind of nice at night. My friends would always say there's like no lines at night, Disney magic hours, like no one's there because it's late. Because a lot of people with the younger kids are doing what, you know, tired people like myself would do and go back to the hotel. So they enjoyed that. Um, I think there's definitely a downside to those people for sure with this. Well, I, I agree with that. I liked the late night extra magic hours too. I, and I don't think this is permanent. Like I, this is, they, they have done, they, they haven't had extra magic hours since they've reopened. Yeah, n- so, nothing's permanent. Yeah, nothing's exactly. permanent. Yeah. But I could see this. Uh, this wouldn't surprise me if it was for a while. No, I agree with that. And, and, you know, part of their stated reason for doing it was to spread visitation across all the parks, which, you know, listen, I, I don't know if most people realize this, but, you know, Disney manipulates you all the time into doing stuff. And extra magic hours is one of those ways of manipulating you to go to a certain park on a certain day. Mm-hmm. To Trevor's point, that's why they were busier because Disney wanted you to go to those parks on that day. Like, and so the, the whole idea here is that it spreads it across all four parks, which I think is a smart idea, but I, I just don't, I think 
you know, post COVID here, when things get back to normal and they're at a hundred percent capacity again, you know, I don't think it means that extra magic hours are gone forever. I think it just means that, I mean, they said that, you know, the retiring extra magic hours. Okay, fine. Whatever. They can bring that back anytime they want. They can bring it back tomorrow if they wanted to. It's, it doesn't mean it's gone forever. I think they'll get back to those kinds of things when it's time to get back to those kinds of things. They're going to be gone for a long time. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this too, is, you know, even before extra magic hours, they were, it was called something else. I like, you know, when, when they say that they're retiring extra magic hours, it just means that they're going to rebrand it as something else because, yeah. you know, th- this is something Disney likes to do as well as, you know, every, every once in a while they will, you know, rename things, even like, like photo pass versus memory maker, right? Like it's yeah. all the same but thing. But has it ever gotten better? No. Okay. (laughs) Keep that in mind, right? It's never gotten better rebranded. So, so what I'm going to say is uh, what I think is going to happen here is that I think this is going to be this way for a while. I think even, you know, again, let's play a game of, you know, crystal ball, things get back to normal. They still have to recoup so much money. Things are going to stay this way for a while. Yeah. Right. I don't think that we see anything changes in these magic hours for a long time. That's my take. And again, Right now, I'm playing it from the other side because I don't necessarily care all that much uh, for myself. But I, I just I see that Disney's going to keep a lot of cost saving measures for longer than when things just get you know air quoting back to normal because I just think that's what they're going to have to do as a business. Yep. So again, I wouldn't. While I would agree that I don't think it's going to be retired forever, right? I go with the same assumption that I just said is that I've never seen anything retired and come back better. Right. I'm sure there's been something and someone will let me know, but usually not the case. Um, so I, I don't think we're going to get back to what they had because I think it was expensive. I think when yeah. you're making so much money, it's okay to just do things. Right. But I, I think that that had to cost them a ton of money. Extra yeah, just magic the cast hours. members alone to do that. Yeah. I mean, and just and to keep everything costs. open, keep, yeah. and then, yep, operating costs as well as not being able to do things they need to do in those parks earlier, right? And because, and, yeah. yep, all yeah. that stuff. So I, I don't necessarily see us, you know, coming back from this. Now, interestingly enough, there's something that we don't have on the sheet as well that I, it just it came up in my head because I don't know why, but did you see that Epcot painting mural? Oh yeah, I'd never seen that before. I'd never seen that before. The paint by number one that they do every year. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know about that. I thought that was kind of neat, though. It is cool. Yeah, they've they've done it the past couple years. I I don't know if they've done it every year. I I mean, the Festival of Arts is what like five years old. I think this is the fifth one. Yeah. Um, but they've done yeah, where they have like a paint by number thing. I'm always amazed by like the the chalk drawings that they that they have artists do. Yep. Those are really cool. I've seen those at Comic Cons too, so I I think they're definitely cool. But I thought the paint where you can actually paint yourself. Yeah. I just thought immediately, like, who's screwing that thing up by not painting the right colors? I know somebody is. <laughs> somebody will, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they have very specific instructions. So, <laughs> Well, that doesn't stop people. <laughs> That's true. Maybe well, they come at night and just kind of scrape off the wrong colors. Oh, yeah. that would be funny if they did that, if they corrected it every day. Yeah. Well, like, just, just when you have to scrape it up, it. just paint right over it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no one would know. You know, you know, yeah, you paint it and then, you know. We are so far over here. I got to. I got to push this along. So, can, I, can I just say one more thing about the early theme park entry thing? No. I. <laughs> the only thing I would like to see them do is make it an hour instead of a half hour, and I would like to see a, a night portion of it. But other than that, I like the idea of having you mean every park every Magic day. hours. Yeah. 
That's exactly what you're just explaining. But every park every day. I'm just saying, like, it would oh, be nice. every park every day. Just, uh, just yeah, cost what? cutting that will happen. No, no, no. no. That, Someday. Yeah. I'm not saying now. I'm just saying if we were going to have it where it's every park every day, I would like to. I don't like the whole that's, idea of like the different days. So anyway, yeah, I don't know if that's cost effective. I think it's again, what I, what I'm going to say is this is this one of those hidden things, right? So I go back to Animal Kingdom and say they were opening Animal Kingdom regularly, 20 minutes early, 15 minutes early. Now some days it was not. Some days it was on the nose, right? But a lot of the times I've been at Animal Kingdom, and that's one of the ones I just happen to remember, they were always opening early. I don't think this is costing them anything because I think they're already open early anyway. So I think all they're doing is saying, hey, instead of opening, you know, most of the time early, we're just going to open every day early for people that are, you know, guests at the park rather than just opening kind of early to everybody every, you know. That's my thought. So I don't think this is a, is a big cost because I think they were already close to doing this anyway, even if it wasn't official. That's fair. Yeah. All right. All right. Disney Executives Tour, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel Rooms. Tom wanted this off the schedule. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Big, whoa, big whoa, notes. Whoa. It says, whoa. Big, whoa, whoa. bold notes. It says, not sure if you guys want to talk about this. Kind of like he didn't want us to talk about it. No. Like conspiracy <laughs> oh <my> theory. <laughs> no, listen, I'm, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little careful sometimes because sometimes I put stuff on here and you're like, why would we talk about this? So this was my way of being like, hey, cautiously listen. optimistic. Yeah. Like, I thought it was interesting, but I. I didn't want to put it on there and have like either you or Trevor be like, why would we talk about this? We just talked about it. So I was just putting a note in just, you know, if you guys didn't want to talk about it, we didn't have to. <laughs> no, I definitely wanted to talk about it. So I don't even want to put these Walt Disney president, Jeff, whatever his name is, and Park Resorts <laughs> chairman, Josh, whatever his name is. They toured the rooms of the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel and shared some photos. So we, we've already seen some of these photos, but I think what's, what I've seen is, now people and people have said this before this is not new but they're comparing them to the japanese pod hotels right mm-hmm. that some of these things are and then there's been some talk now again about you know i'm an adult but i want to sleep in this bed right i don't think i'm going to fit right we had this discussion too i just think it's interesting that I, like man they're getting away cheap on this right like that's what, that, that's what i think what the consensus is now is that now that we're kind of, we saw the rooms and now we're pondering, right? I think that's the difference. Like you see the rooms and you kind of have your gut reaction and then you have your, you know, intellectual, I've thought about it for a while reaction. And I think there's been a lot of, man, this is a lot of money to sleep in something that costs me $20 in Japan. Like a value, a value resort room. Worse than that. Size-wise, yeah. Worse than that, because if I can't, well, again, there's some value resort rooms you can't sleep in the pullout, whatever. So, okay. I, I get that, man, this is tough because I get where people are coming from. And like, I'm so high on this because I want to go and, and LARP my butt off, right? <laughs> but I feel like, and not only do I want to LARP my butt off, like I want to put my kids like in uncomfortable LARPing situations. And <laughs> and I think it it would just be awesome, right? I just think it's just such a win. I'll take all of my kids and they're just going to be like... Like my but, the, the, the difference in personality. Dude, I'm yeah. just imagining you now in like a Jedi robe and like you know speaking Marping like my butt off. Yeah, yep. just like speaking in like you know like a somebody like a Jedi would talk and just staying in character the whole totally, time. Totally. Oh man. And then making my kids do the same. <laughs> Tell oh, your kids, go talk so to the Wookiee. Go talk to the Wookiee. Yeah. Just. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I think that man. This, this has kind of given us this this weird sort of vibe. Like you know they get away with it because it is totally like what a spaceship would be like, right? Like yeah, they win on that. Yeah. But now with the cost, people are like, ah, 
you know. So it is definitely going to be interesting to get that full price point of of what's going on here based on this. And maybe it was something they did to keep the pricing down. I don't think so. I don't know. Disney's got to make up a lot of profits. So are are they going to make up profits here? 100%. Because I think that the cost is going to far outweigh the cost of the hotel and or staff members. Yeah, well, personally, I, I just, I just think that this was. The, I mean, this was the design always, though. It's not like not that they changed it like since. No, the no, and that's exactly happened, what you know? I said. We all yeah. had our gut reactions, and then we thought about it for a yeah. little bit. Well, but I, I just, I look at it, and I, th- I think to myself, like exactly what you said. Like this is what you would imagine a star cruiser to look like, right? This is like our sure, in our minds what you would think it would be, right? Of, of course, but now think about it. Cause it works to their advantage, though. You're right. Yeah, it's not a star cruiser, and I'm not in space, right? Yeah, so that's true. I'm paying a lot of money. Right. Like if I'm on a star cruiser and this is my job, right? I'm a galactic superstar, right? And I'm out there, you know, perusing the galaxy and doing my jam. I fully expect it. Just like a cruise worker would fully expect them to get a crappy room if they're working there, right? Cause I'm an employee of the star cruiser, right? At that yeah. point, if it's yeah. real, right? Now I'm totally now like totally in the role play mode. I just think as a resort guest, I think people are starting to go, uh, man, this is going to be a lot of money. Like, why can't I have the captain's quarters? Like, yes. why couldn't they have all been captain's quarters? It's hard to downsize when you're used to the bigger ones, right? Now, yeah. And and the thing is, for a cruise, I guess you just have to think of it more like a cruise more than anything. Yeah. So, I, it, again, it's going to be interesting. But if you keep me a comparable cruise, cruise, cruise pricing with the same quality of food, I still have no problem. But I need to see the rest of this now because I'm a little bit concerned again of of that. Yeah, I'm more. This has made me more worried about the rest of the experience, not this specific specific part. I have a real tough time talking today (laughs) about this specific part. I think what it is, I'm just going to let everyone know. I decided I'm, I'm going with a new technique while recording these. I actually have been listening to music the whole entire time. It might be affecting my. (laughs) <laughs> my my uh, some of my my speech I, yeah. I i i must just have like adhd for the podcast i need to be doing something else so i felt like music would might be the the easiest one to do that's interesting so yeah. so i want to say this about like now that i've seen the the pictures of the guys standing by the bunk beds i feel <laughs> like you know i feel like they're basically saying you know if you have kids over the age of 13 yeah. you're not coming here like like that annoys me that they didn't plan for these beds like like it should be able to accommodate up to four adults not you know because our kids are young kids gonna be larping their butt off yeah like like i i, I don't I feel know like they're, they're missing yeah. a huge market here like i i know that there's young kids that are into star wars and all that but this type of experience is next level and i feel that you know i i want to take my kid on this but i'm worried that by the time i can actually take him there you know he may be 14 or 15 years old and he may not fit in one of these bunks. And then it's just like... Gonna, just got to sleep in the field <laughs> position, you know? We've all done it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just... Yeah. They do just look small. It's... Uh, you know what, though? Like, again, though, like, things sometimes look smaller in pictures than they are, you know? And I mean, I'm I'm looking at this guy. I'm looking at the guy standing next to it. And yeah, yeah, but that guy yeah. could be 6'5". You know? I it mean, doesn't... It's, <laughs> but it doesn't matter how tall he is. It's how wide he is. Yeah. I don't and know. I just... I just think it's tough to tell yeah. from a picture. I mean, what do you think that that... So, I'm looking at him, and I'm going to guess that what? That that bar is how big? One and a half feet? 
how tall it is? No, why? Again, we don't care about tall. We care about wide. And then each one of those. No, no, that's what I mean. When I say tall, I guess I mean like how tall a person is when they lay down on the bed to fit into it. No, I'm just talking about his waist width. Okay. Why width matters because you know if you can't roll over in this thing, like if it's yeah. if you're sleeping on a plank. <laughs> so, so let's look at this. If, if you got to figure that that thing's got to be a, a foot and a half, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Okay, so right, so a foot and a half wide. So that's on the that's two and a half bars, and we have we see four more bars there, right? So that's got to be at least another foot and a half, and then another foot. So we're at four feet. I think that's still probably six feet, maybe six and a half feet, Trevor. Okay. Hmm. I, I'm, and this is what I'm just, I'm guessing, right? So if it's six feet. Fine. But, you know, I, probably I, good. Okay. Yeah. I, probably I could, good. I could fit in one of these things barely. Right. Like now, now I look at the other picture. See, <laughs> here's the other problem though. So now look at the picture of him not standing in it. Right. Yeah. And I look at those and I count those bars. And that's three bars wide. Right? Yeah. So the ladders aren't even the same size in both pictures. The, yeah. The, the Well, the concept is totally wrong. Like, it's the, what they put in the concept art and what they actually implemented are very different. And that's my concern. So I, <laughs> and I think maybe that ladder is wider. But those aren't, that's not concept art. That's just pictures. I mean, the ladders are definitely not the same size. The, the, the dude standing up next to it, the worker, and the actual professional pitcher, the the ladder's not the same width. So I don't know what that means here. Well, I'm also know. I'm also like looking at it though too, just like the the length of the bed. Like and it it looks like it's pretty much the same length as the regular bed that's there. Like if you look at the one picture, uh, that's a weird perception though. It is a we- it weird is weird, angle. but I mean it it looks like it, I mean it, it goes all the way to the wall and all the way to the wall. You know what I mean? Like it, uh, see it doesn't look like that mm. to me. Um, I, I feel I think it looks beyond where the opening is. Like, I feel the, you're that, losing at least half a foot to a foot on either side. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I do too, yeah. I, I think, see, because I think the bed goes beyond where the opening is, right? So it goes further. No, in it wall. doesn't. Look at the picture above it. It doesn't. It's hard. Well, I mean, he's, maybe he's like standing right in front of it. So you though, can't, yeah. yeah, you can't see exactly where it ends. It's tough. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I think that, listen, I think that the speculation that they're small is not the case. I'm going to give them at least six foot something in those things. Yeah. That's my take. So I think, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, if you're six five, yeah, I don't think you're fitting in it. That I'll give you. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Well, I don't that, think you're gonna fit. That, that's my concern because my my brother is six four, and like so in my family, he gets the bed. There's no question. Yeah, and if but, you're not, you get the pod. But but my so <laughs> right? nobody nobody else in my family is six four, but that doesn't mean that my son couldn't be six four. <laughs> okay, so they're so, bunking together on the bed, and right. you and you, you well, and your my, wife are separated or sleeping my, on top of each other, like. To stack donuts in one of the pods. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I, again, that, like I said, that that's just the thing is that, like, you know, kids or teenagers, you know, or at least in my experience, you know, teenagers can range in height. And, and like I, teenagers can also sleep in everything because their backs are subtle and you know, subtle. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just, I'm out on speaking here. You know what I meant, though. Yeah. They are um, malleable. Right. right there, I'll go with a different word. That's what I'm saying. Like when you're a kid, you can sleep anywhere, right? Like you could just you could sleep in the back seat of a car. You could sleep. I mean, you know, exactly. you could do that kind of stuff. 
you know so I, we I, are way over all right yeah. okay th- this last thing i don't even care about but i know you guys do so well, the disneyland I, ending annual pass holder program I, and canceling I, all annual passes i'll defer this to to, to trevor to at least start yeah. to talk about but i'll just start by saying i don't think this is anywhere near as of a big deal as people are making i, I and what i'm going to go on record to say is it again anything that gets canceled never comes back better well, that's that's my that's yeah. my one point well, to this one. So I I will say this is that the the annual passes in Disneyland were the, the amount of people that have annual passes there is ridiculous and the, over years they've changed the plan. So it went it used to be you know you had to pay it all in one installment and then they went to monthly payments and that opened it up to just the sheer amount of people that had annual passes that were locals outweighed you know the the people visiting the uh the parks. So the, the problem is, is, you know, if they want to open back up, if they left things the way that they were and just opened everything back up, you would have, you know, a year of just annual pass holders getting in and nobody else coming, which, you know, Disney doesn't want because they want people yeah. using the hotels and, you know, actually yeah, buying as much money. Yeah. You know, spending money and all that. So, so I understand why they canceled it. And also you're right is, you know, it's probably not going to come back in a form that anybody who wants an annual pass is going to want, but, Again, you know, for the sake of them getting back to functional again, I don't think you're going to see annual passes for at least another year, maybe two years. Well, it's I think it's part of this is too, right? Like like you're like you're saying, right? Most of the people that go to Disneyland are annual pass holders. Like that's yeah. that's the majority of their guests, right? And they were probably hoping a lot of people while they were closed canceled their annual passes because the problem is they don't know when they're going to open again. And they don't know when they do open what that's going to look like. So when they do open, is it going to be 25% of people? And then you have all of these annual pass holders fighting over 25% of the capacity. Like, that's a problem. They'd have a lot of mad annual pass holders. And, you know, and again, it, it's half half the size of Disney World. Exactly. With more annual pass holders. Exactly. Yeah. Half the exactly <laughs> half the size of Disney World. Not even I mean it's even less than half the size just based on, you know, acreage, right? Yeah. But um it's it's way less. But um you know, but park wise, yeah, there's two parks compared to, to four. I mean you could even say six in Disney's case and Disney World's case with uh with the water parks, but uh, you know, that's the problem I think that they saw here is like we got all these annual pass holders. If we open back up at low capacity, like how are we going to handle that? You're going to have a lot of mad people <laughs> like, you know, that are like, I want a refund of my annual pass because I can't get in. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that this is, I think they're taking an opportunity here while they're closed. I think they were already going to modify the pass holder program. Anyway, uh, there were some rumors out there that they were already looking to modify their passes. Cause I think it was what, like two years ago, Trevor and or Damon, if you know this, but uh, a couple of years ago, they put in that flex pass where you had to like make make a reservation ahead of time. You know, it was like cheaper, yeah. but like you had to like make a reservation ahead of time. I'm sure that that's how it's going to be when they come back for like pretty much everybody. And it's going to be, they'll probably have tiers where it's like limited. You know, you can do this many days per year and then you pay more. You can do this many days. You pay more. You can do all the days. Like, like I said, though, I, I just don't think this is a big deal because they will come back with some sort of, they were calling it membership, but some sort of pass in the future. It's just going to look different. It's going to be different. Yeah, and and you're right. Like the, the the passes in Disneyland were way more complicated than Disney World. Like the the yeah. blackout dates and everything were were crazy. Like like they, I think I I remember at one point I think there was like four different tiers of just annual passes. So like they had like the um yeah ones that you can only get in like 
or basically like you couldn't get in there during the summer. There were some that, you know, you could get in, but then you couldn't get in during holidays and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, again, I I think kind of like similar to the, uh, the early entry is Disney's just going to flatten everything for the next little while. They're not going to have any complicated, you know, you can do this or that. It's, you know, no, we're either offering A or B and that's it. So, yeah. And, and listen, I, I I understand why people would be upset about it. This I just don't think it sounds as bad as it. Like I don't think they're getting rid of pass holders forever. Like I because then no. that's their bread and butter at Disneyland, right? So they they'd have no one coming ever if they you know they'd have very few people. They still love their pass holders at Disneyland, and but, I mean, they do they want you know, other people coming in? But yeah, they, they need to jumpstart the resort first, which means they need people actually traveling to the resort, not just annual pass holders coming in and. Sorry, but taking up a slot is basically what it is. You know, the, the, some annual pass holders, you know, they'll come, they'll, you know, spend a couple of hours there, you know, maybe buy food. They won't buy souvenirs or anything like that. So Disney doesn't want that right now. They, they need people who are there, you know, to stay at the hotel, pay for food, pay for souvenirs. And that's just not annual pass holders. I, and I'm, yeah. and I know, I know some of our listeners are, you know, probably I, I'm assuming some of you guys have annual passes. I'm going to catch some hate on this. Yeah, thing. I know, but I don't know. But I, I, I'm <laughs> sorry, but it, it's true. It, like, I know, agree with you. Yeah, D- Disney needs to do this for now, and you know, uh, it, you know, say, I'm I feel it on the same side. You know, I was looking at, uh, um, or I was thinking about, you know, hey, if I could get an annual pass at Disney World, that would save me a lot. And you know, even as somebody who's not local, I would love to do that, but. I also see why they can't do that right now. So, uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> you know, this is good. So, yeah, the situation is different at Disney World. Like, so I saw some other people are like, "Oh, now they're going to get rid of annual pass at Disney World." It's like, well, no. I mean, the situation is different at Disney World. First of all, it's not majority annual passes. Second of all, you you it's much much larger, and you know they have more capacity for people to come in. So, and they're open. Like that's the biggest thing. They're open right now. So, well, th- they're not yeah. actually offering annual passes right now. They're not anyway. So, so you know, really, it is no different. Like they're just. They just you haven't know. said they're discontinuing it, I guess. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah you're but, right. That That's the thing is they'll, they'll just re-enable it later. But uh, yeah, again, it's a, it's a totally different climate. It's a totally different um, scenario. And yeah, like, like you said, Damon, D- Disney, Disneyland has to do this. It just it has to be done for them to open back up. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, we just because we are okay with these things that we were talking about or, you know, had opinions about it, it's like we don't, we, we have empathy for those that are upset about it. Like, I mean, I I've it. never had an annual pass. So I, I can't, like I said, yeah. you're absolutely right. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I get it, though. Yeah. I get why people are upset about it. And, and we're not trying to minimize that. It's just, you know, it's, there are reasons behind these things. And, and Disney is a business and they, and they are hemorrhaging money at the moment, to, despite, you know, how big of a company they are and how much, you know, how high their stock price is. They are still, you know, losing money. Basically, their only business that's functioning right now is Disney Plus. That's it. <laughs> like, that's like the only business they have. Um, so it's, it's tough. You know, it's, 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 it's tough for them as a company and they'll, you know, they'll recover, but, it's going to take time, and and this is the kind of stuff that that happens when they see a downturn like this. So I think that the other thing is too is you know what, Disney Plus was introduced before the pandemic, and yeah. what's interesting is is that they made an effort as most companies do, right, to gain market share, and by gaining market share, 
what they did is they gave away a lot of Disney Plus yeah. for really cheap. Um, which is unfortunate now because again, they, you know, again, I just look at it from a business standpoint. They didn't realize, but if they had charged everyone full price for Disney plus, you know, they would not have gotten the market share they needed, but they would have made a heck of a lot more money. Cause there's people sitting on, you know, one year free Disney plus from Verizon, then, you know, two years, of, like, you know, no money whatsoever, two years for 90 bucks or whatever the case may be. And it's, it's unfortunate because I think that that's where they would have made uh, a lot of their money back. During the pandemic, but they had pre-sold for market share, which is what they should have done, right? I mean, no yeah, one yeah. saw the pandemic coming, but it, it's definitely hurt them in terms of money making, which has been difficult. So, you know, the one thing that could have saved them was unfortunately just, you know, bad timing for them as well. Well, and that's the thing, too. Even though Disney Plus is their only, like, majorly functioning business at this time, it, it's still – it's it's not a, it's not exactly making them a profit. <laughs> no, and a lot yeah, of that spending, money came in yeah. early, too. It yeah. was, you know, a prepay two years, which that money was is probably already gone, where if yeah. they, you know, were getting a, a monthly revenue from the amount of subscribers at full price, you know, it would definitely push that bottom line for them, too. Yep, for sure. And that was our business talk uh, segment of the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> our financial section of the of the program. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and wrap up? This is uh, this is two long episodes in a row. What's wrong with us lately? We I, we we were doing well around an hour for a while and more then, news. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. yeah, a little bit more stuff going on. That's, that's fine. All right. Well, let's wrap up. Unless yeah, anybody let's... has anything else they want to say. Nope. Nope. Okay. Let's do it then. All right. So as usual, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. We love getting emails and you know, you, you guys are great. You, 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 you engage with us, you share stories with us, you ask us questions uh, and keep it coming. Cause uh, you know, it's, it's why we keep doing this stuff. If uh, you wanted to find us on Facebook, you can find us as Welcome Home Podcast. And there is also our Facebook group, the Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. Uh, if you haven't Yay. joined, yeah, if you haven't joined the group yet, I, I'm going to keep saying this. If, if you haven't joined yet, why haven't you joined? <laughs> but I, I want to know. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. Everybody's fun in there. We we I I love the posts. You know, you know, <laughs> Jeremy did a, a great Photoshop mashup after the last episode, which uh, I I got a kick out of. He seems uh, to be doing that after every episode, but yeah. whatever funny thing Damon said that episode. Or, well, it was I don't me. Know if I said anything so, funny. So he, he used me. Oh, you did yours last episode, yeah. and Damon was two episodes ago with yeah. the trash can. Exactly. <laughs> so, but but you know, there's lots of great discussions in there. People love sharing their well, and, their stuff. And Trevor, yeah. you know what? I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think one of the things is is that, and, and it made a very valid point is you know someone asked a question, wanted to discuss something, and the nice part about it is is that. You can actually have decent discussions about controversial ideas in there, crazily enough. And everyone's pretty nice. And I think that's not the case necessarily at other groups. I think the other thing that has been nice is people are very responsive to questions, which sometimes can get lost in other groups. So I just, I want to point that out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Is, you know, I, we have definitely a very respectful community. And, and, you know, I, I think otherwise you get booted. Yeah, right. Booted. <laughs> yeah, we booted we, right out. <laughs> we, that, that's all we ask of our, our listeners is you know respect one another because there, there's no reason not to. And, yeah, the only uh, people also, we've had to boot were suspected bots so far. Well, yeah. and one of them is still up for debate. I, I <laughs> deep deep diving. I don't know. <laughs> I and think Trevor was as heavy with the trigger finger on that one. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm still pretty sure it was a bot. <laughs> <laughs> a bot that has a Disney picture though, so that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, uh, that was posted in the middle of the pandemic at Disneyland that hasn't been mm. open. Oh, 
there you go. Hey, it was it was a picture from her past. I, I just uh, she didn't say that. Okay. Oh my god. Now we're taking <laughs> internal way. show conversations yeah, on the show. <laughs> no, I, All right, anyway, I, continue, I, continue. I don't know. I sorry, my my IT hat went on and it looks like a bot. But anyway, <laughs> so so yeah, don't look like a bot either. That's part of the. <laughs> yeah, it's important not to look like a bot. Look yeah. like a human. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so anyway, back back to uh, to wrapping things up. If uh, you wanted to subscribe to our YouTube YouTube channel, you can find us as Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, whenever we do live streams and, and any, when are we doing a live show again? That's a good question. Um, Whatever you guys want. I mean, we can do it tomorrow yeah. if you want. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> don't. No. 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 I, I'm not. I'm busy tomorrow. Valentine's Day. I don't mean tomorrow, but I mean you know, like anytime you guys want to do yeah. it, we can do a live show. It's yeah. Valentine's so, Day. Yeah, Valentine's. Day? I mean, sure. Why not? Okay. Well, well, so yeah, if, if you guys, uh, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel, that way it, when we do live streams and anything like that, if you miss it, you can catch it on YouTube. So good reason to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we also have Instagram. So if, uh, if you have an Instagram account and you want to follow us on there, you can follow us as welcome home picks. Uh, we, we do post on there a couple of times a week. And also if uh, you wanted to get some merchandise, make sure you go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and you can pick up things. We have masks, we have mugs, t-shirts. Uh, there's some other cool stuff on there. So uh, please make sure you, you check that out if you want some, some Welcome Home Podcast uh, merchandise. And uh, as usual, if you guys are on iTunes or Spotify or any of those services, make sure you leave us a review. We we obviously do read the reviews as we do from time to time on the show. There's there's no yeah. bad ones this week. I was yeah. a little disappointed. There was just good ones. Oh well, that's well, I mean that's not a bad thing. But, <laughs> but the, the last the last good one was again very supportive of me, which I which I like to think my my wife was clowning me on the other good review this week that went up so i can't really claim that as a real review per se um but <laughs> wait wait wait, other- wait 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 the good review that went up your wife put up no 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 no. what i'm <laughs> saying is there's been there was two good reviews this week oh okay but the one is funny and it was clowning me so i think that maybe okay. that was her. I-, I have to go read it now <laughs> i'm saying i'm saying the other good review though was very nice and supportive of me um, and I don't know who that was, but I thought that was nice. But again, it's a little disappointing when I don't get to go on air and read, you know, one star reviews because that's <laughs> they're funny to me. But now you're trying, like now, like people are just going to do it just to do it. So like, don't don't. No, I don't think they would. I mean, how about you leave us a five star funny review? Maybe there, that's listen. Better. A five star funny review, we will read. Yeah, <laughs> got to be funny. I, I think the one stars. It's, it's like mean tweets, right? You know, you know, yeah, people yeah, who yeah. post mean tweets. You know, they're not doing it because. They want to be on mean tweets. They're just posting it. <laughs> That's true. I don't yeah. think we're going to get people specifically trying to get read up by posting one star reviews, but one never knows. I think the other thing to mention here is Tom has been posting show notes. He's getting better at it, I yes. think, too, on the website, which is good. So if you want to check out, like, so again, if you want to hear about the masks that I talked about or other things like that, Tom should have them in the show notes, I think. Well, I think show notes will also will now appear in your podcast player as well. So. Uh, depending on how you listen to us, there are different places that they show up, but uh, all the show notes should appear in the episode data for every episode, uh, including links to all, some of the stuff we talked about. Listen, we don't link to external sites that are not Disney uh, outside of like, you know, if there's a product that Damon talked about or, you know, our sponsors, but you know, some of the stories we talk about on here, we're not going to link to like a Disney blog. That's just not 
not our jam. So we're going to link to uh, any Disney source that we can. And then, uh, you know, if there's a specific product, we'll link to that too. But just look in the actual show notes for the show. I did start that last week. So, um, you know, you might have noticed it. And I had this grand plan of everyone actually going over to the website, but Tom's ruined that. So oh, We can do both. You can do either one. But okay. if they're both, then they're just not going to go to the website. Gosh <laughs> darn it. I'm trying to make it more convenient. <laughs> it's all so, about the listeners. Something everyone. I should have done a long time ago. <laughs> so Anyway, where were yeah. we? I don't even know. Okay, so, it's my turn probably, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I finished all the stuff I needed to say. Oh, so. God. All right. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any place you can find podcasts, you can find us. Just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any and all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative, Disney cast member, for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to our sponsors, DVC Resale Market and Monera, for joining the fray. Thank you, Monera, for joining. Uh, We appreciate having you. And uh, please check out Monera for your financing uh, needs and and DVC Resale Market if you want to go ahead and buy another contract or sell your contract, too. Uh, Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awol, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.